Hey DCL fans, if you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult beverages. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with the travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Welcome to episode number 51 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about my current favorite Disney cruise uh, destination. I should just say uh, destination in general. That would be Alaska. My wife and I went once in 2012, um, and I've been dying to go back ever since. Disney Cruise Line has, however, made it very difficult for some families uh, to be able to enjoy their cruises in Alaska because the prices have just become so astronomical. Uh, I wish I could go back and see what we paid for our cruise back in 2012 and just compare it to what what that same cruise would cost us now. I, I can only imagine it has probably gone up thousands of dollars at this point. Um, but because it has gotten so expensive, a lot of people instead are looking to other cruise lines who sail uh, similar itineraries to Alaska for a bit of a smaller price tag. I see it asked all the time in cruise fan pages and forums, how do other Alaska cruises compare to Disney's Alaska cruise? Um, personally, having had an amazing experience on an Alaskan Disney cruise, I can't really imagine visiting with another cruise line, but I can definitely understand uh, when people say they want to experience Alaska but don't want to pay the uh, Disney's premium prices. So, I have often wondered how another cruise line's Alaskan voyages compare with Disney's, and lucky for us, my guest this evening just completed an Alaskan sailing aboard a Royal Caribbean ship, uh, but has also done a Disney cruise to Alaska as well, so I thought he might be the perfect guest to help make the best decision about the best way to experience an Alaskan cruise. Joe and his family are big Disney fans. He runs a website uh, called Back to the Mouse. Uh, you can find that at backtothemouse.com. It's a, a travel blog of sorts, but also offers money-saving tips that will help readers, you guessed it, get back to the mouse. So, Joe, thanks so much for coming on to the show. Thanks, Wes. It's good to talk to you. I appreciate you coming on. And I believe, actually, you might have been one of my very first uh, Twitter followers. So you've sort of been, uh, you know engaged you know engaging with me in the social media uh area for a long time ever since the beginning of our show there's there's not a lot of um podcast on disney cruising i mean there's there's some on royal caribbean obviously right some that are generic but there's very few disney ones right yeah so uh so yeah i guess thanks for (laughs) thanks for sort of being with me from uh from the very beginning so um so joe let's start off just give us some of the details of your recent trip what uh you know who did you sail with what was the itinerary what ship did you sail on things like that uh we left about 
three weeks ago on Ovation of the Seas out of Seattle. Um, it was myself, my wife, and my two teenage daughters. One's 17 and one is 14. I have to get that right. Um, and <laughs> be in uh, trouble if you don't. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, as I said, we left out of Seattle. We had a day at sea. Then we went to um, uh, Juneau, then Skagway. Then we went to Endicott Arm, uh, where Dawes Glacier is. Yep. But another day at sea, Victoria, and then back to Seattle. So very similar to the uh, the current seven night cruises on um, on the Disney Cruise uh, itineraries. Uh, I think you mentioned though uh, Skagway was not in there. Is that right, or was it Ketchikan? Yeah, we did not go to Ketchikan this time, and the Disney ships leave out of Vancouver. Right, right. Um, which, which is is one point that I'll talk about when we get later into this. Sure. Yeah. I we when we did it, we sailed out of Seattle, which was pretty cool. They were doing it, um, you know, out of out of Seattle. I don't know. I, I can't remember exactly when they changed it back to Vancouver, but um, I, I enjoyed sailing uh, out of Seattle. So, when was your Disney cruise uh, to Alaska? Do you remember? Uh, August of 2013. So okay. I guess the year after you went. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Year after we went. Awesome. And and was that was that sort of the standard seven night uh, sailing that you did? Yeah, it was. Uh, we left out of Vancouver. We did. Um, uh, I think we went to Tracy Arm yep. uh, first, and then we did. Um, I'm going to get the order wrong, but I think okay. it was uh, Skagway, Juno, and Ketchikan, and then back to Vancouver. Sure, yeah, gotcha. Was Victoria in there on your on your Disney one? No, no, we didn't stop at Victoria then. Oh, okay. We had a we we took a separate side trip to Victoria uh, after the cruise, so we did get to see it, but not through the cruise. Gotcha. Okay. So let's just do a, maybe a quick overview of your cruise on um, on the on the ovation on Royal Caribbean Ovation of the Seas. Maybe just give sort of the uh, the high level highlights of each day on your cruise. Um, so the first day, uh, obviously, we got on in Seattle. Um, really quick uh, boarding. We weren't there um, early. Uh, we got there whatever our scheduled port time was, and we we pretty much walked right onto the ship. Um, the slowest time was standing on the gangway waiting for the people to clear. Uh, it's a rather large ship. I don't know if I've uh, got the account, uh, the exact numbers right, but I think it's somewhere between three to 4,000. It's, it's bigger oh, than wow. the fantasy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's definitely a large ship. And I think it was, it was originally built for, uh, Australia and, and they brought it over here to Alaska. Oh, interesting. Um, I actually, I, I sort of. I didn't realize that the you know the ports of call in Alaska could handle a ship of that size. I sort of just I got maybe assumed that uh, you know because the Wonder was up there that you know it needed to be a smaller ship, but that's a that's a big ship. It's it's possible that's the reason that it didn't go to Ketchikan, but it could be because it sailed out of Seattle and sure, didn't have yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so uh, we got on a Seattle really quick, uh, getting on, and then we just basically explored the ship that day. Um, the next day was a sea day. Um, we, we actually ended up doing a lot of stuff that day. Uh, my girls did the iFly experience, which is the um, skydiving simulator oh, that cool. they have on the ship. Yeah. Um, they didn't want to do the flow rider. It was a little bit. Uh, it was a little bit cold. There weren't a lot of takers for that. <laughs> is that um, the? Is that the like the surfing one? Yeah, but there were there were it, it was heated. 
Um, and there were people out there almost every day doing it. Oh, wow, it, really? <laughs> including the day we went to the glacier. Um, <laughs> did, they have, uh, did they have wetsuits for you to, to, to put on? No, no there, were, there were people out there in their bathing suits. But, wow. I mean, like I said, the water was heated. And it was only a problem, I think, when you got out. Sure, but, yeah. Um, there's a rock climbing wall, so the girls went rock climbing. Um, also, we... Um, well, I'll talk about the ship later, but there's an adult area called the solarium that's completely glass enclosed. And we basically sat up there for um, an hour or two just watching whales next to the ship. Oh, awesome. So it was a great, uh, great place to sit uh, drinking coffee inside a nice warm ship watching uh, watching the wildlife. Yeah. Um, the next day was Juno. We got in um, late to Juno. And um, the sea day, the, the night of the sea day, uh, the second day, ended up being kind of rough. There were... So there were gale force winds coming down from the north. So mm. we had some rough seas. Uh, so when we got to Juneau, they announced that they canceled all these float planes, helicopters, uh, whale watching boats. Oh, wow. Um, so I think there were a number of people that were probably upset about that, but obviously it's for safety reasons. Sure, yeah. Um, uh, so a lot of people got off the ship and went immediately to the excursions that are offered right there at the port. Um our goal was to go to Mendenhall Glacier, so we got a round trip. We got four round trip bus tickets to go up to Mendenhall Glacier. Oh, okay. Did you have a uh, Port Adventure that was canceled? No, we oh. didn't schedule one. Last time we went to Juneau with Disney, we rented a private boat um, to go whale watching. Uh, it ended up costing us a lot less than the the Disney excursion was, but we decided not to do whale watching again this time. Mm. We wanted we hadn't gone to Mendenhall Glacier, so we wanted to go check that out. Uh, so we took the bus over there. Um, we got off the bus, and I think within like ten minutes, we saw a, a bear eating salmon out of the creek right there in a the parking wow, lot. That's that, awesome. That was kind of neat. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we walked, and then we walked up to um, Nugget Falls, where you can see the waterfall and the glacier. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And then we went back to Juneau and walked around and had lunch. Um, the next day in Skagway, we repeated the excursion that we did last time with the uh, White Pass and Yukon Railroad. Oh, did you take the train? Yeah, we took the train up and then took the bus back, yeah. which was the opposite of what we had done before. The kids hadn't didn't remember it that well. Oh, okay. And, and we really enjoyed it, so we did that again. And then we walked around Skagway a lot and made sure that we went to um, Skagway Brewing uh, to get some lunch. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, let's see. day after that was Endicott Arm. Um, and, uh, we basically went out on the balcony all day leading up to the glacier. And then about, they were only at the glacier for an hour and about halfway through, we went up to the North star, which is a, a gondola that's basically suspended on a crane that lifts off the deck about, I want to say like 300 feet, oh, wow. not, not exactly sure. Uh, that was, a, um, an excursion that you had to book and pay for because it was glacier, you know, the, the day at the glacier. Oh, okay. Uh, you could do the North Star experience for free on other days, but we wanted to do it on that day. So we went up there. We did that. That was great. Uh, and then by then, we started uh, sailing away. Again, in that area, there's, there's lots of wildlife and whales. We saw more whales. Yeah. Um, lots of seals, too. Yeah, we saw seals at the glacier. Not yep. as many as we saw at Tracy Arm when we went with oh, okay. Disney, but I, I don't know why. And the ship did not get... Uh, that close to the glacier and the captain said it was because of the ice there was too much ice ice yeah um, okay yep but the ship's also 
huge. Right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> maybe that had something to do with it too. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, the last, uh, let's see, the next day was a sea day as we were going back towards Victoria. Uh, we basically just uh, used a lot of the amenities on the ship. We played bumper cars. Um, we went around the ship and did all sorts of stuff. We hung out um, right behind the adult area. And, and as I said, the solarium is a completely glass enclosed area in the front of the the deck. It's like if you took um, uh, Satellite Falls, mm-hmm. Disney Fantasy, and you enclosed it all in glass. Oh, that's wow. That's what the is like. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then right behind that is the in- indoor family pool area, which is like the main Disney pool area, but completely enclosed in glass. Oh. So we hung out there most of that day. Um, was that really crowded? No. Really? The solarium, the solarium was much more crowded than the family pool area. And Interesting. I, I don't know why, but maybe it's an older demographic for um, Alaska. But uh, there were two huge hot tubs. There was plenty of room in those. There was room in the pool. There's a bar in there. Yeah. Um, it's a great area. Oh, wow. Uh, so we did that. Uh, the next day was Victoria. We just got off and we walked around Victoria a lot. You could do um, – whale watching excursions in Victoria as well. In fact, I have friends right now that are on the ovation. Uh, I guess today uh, is either their sea day or, or Victoria day. And I think they're going to go whale watching in Victoria. And then we returned to Seattle uh, and then we uh, checked into a hotel and we waited overnight and flew back um, the next day. So, I mean, you mentioned a ton of, of things that <laughs> that the, the none of the Disney cruise ships have just in terms of activities and things like that. So, I guess just generally speaking, what 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 are your thoughts on the the Royal Caribbean ship versus the you know the Disney Wonder? Um, I love the Wonder. We've been on it six times. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, it's it's um. You know, it's one of the original ships. It doesn't have a lot of extra amenities to it. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, as I said, we, we definitely like it a lot. And we're scheduled to go on it in January again. So Sure. Um, but in terms of uh, Ovation of the Seas, it's like they built this ship for Alaska. I mean, with the, with the glass-enclosed solarium and the glass-enclosed indoor pool. Yeah. You know, it's got plenty of indoor space that you can, you know, you can see um, – you see all the wildlife, the ocean, et cetera, uh, without freezing to death. Yeah. Um, that's a, I mean, and that's a huge, that's a huge plus because I remember when we were in Alaska, we, you know, this is several years ago and we, we had an inside stateroom. And so unless you were up on the upper deck or on deck four, you know, outside, you, you really, you really couldn't see the, you know, the wildlife and, and the scenery and all that unless you were outside in the elements. And our, our uh, our crews happen to be pretty cold, so um, so that indoor space would be would be really nice to have. Now I will say when we were on the we were on the Wonder, we had an ocean view room, so mm. we could see a little bit out of the yeah. porthole. But you know, we spent most of our time in Tracy Arm Bay on deck four as well, mm-hmm. and we were bundled up. And it, it you know it, it wasn't awful, but yeah, um, you definitely could spend more time looking uh, you know looking around on the Royal Caribbean ship. Um, the other thing I'll add is that this was our first trip on Royal Caribbean, and I wanted to make sure that um, we picked the ship that was going to have a lot of stuff to do. I, yeah. I didn't. I, I really didn't want everyone to take this trip and then uh, regret that we hadn't done a Disney cruise. Sure. Yeah. So uh, we definitely picked the ship 
that had lots of amenities and was very um, uh, family friendly towards towards everyone that was there. Sure, so, yeah. Are there other royal ships that sail to Alaska? Um. I think there's a couple more, but honestly, okay. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. All all I've looked at so far are the larger royal ships. I didn't want to um, look towards the smaller royal ships. Um, I didn't know what level of amenities they would have. Yeah. And again, I didn't want anyone in the family to go. Why are we on this ship when we could have been on the Disney the Disney ship? Yeah. Right. So a lot of those activities you mentioned sound like they're geared more toward, you know, like teenagers and, uh, you know, young adults and adults. How are their how are their kids spaces, you know, for like younger children? So we went to um, what's called Adventure Ocean to look at the spaces. We'd always gone. We every time we get on board a Disney ship, we we go in the nursery. We take yeah, pictures. Right, yeah. We take pictures of the edge. We take pictures of the Oceaneer Lab and Club yeah. and and the vibe. Um, so we went to, uh, the nursery and they wouldn't let us in the nursery, but we could take pictures from the front and it, it looked comparable to the, the nurse, you know, it's a small world nursery on the Disney ship. The clubs that were after that, um, didn't look as, um, impressive as, um, the Oceaneer lab and the Oceaneer club. Um, and my understanding from reading, and again, this was the only Royal Caribbean cruise that I'm taking. And so people that have more experience will, will, will obviously have, um, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. gone through it more times, but, yeah. um, uh, my understanding is they, they lead through, they lead the kids through more activities. Um, and they're not open quite as long. Like they have breaks, like they're open from, you know, maybe like, um, nine in the morning till 11 and then from one to four and then sometime in the evening. Um, my, older child went to the um whatever the older teenage space was called um my younger one went to check it out and then she just came back she um she didn't she didn't like um i don't know whether she didn't like the activities or she just didn't bond with anyone the first day but my older child was pretty much gone the the whole cruise um (laughs) uh, and she did say she did say that a number of the kids on the ship uh, in the in the teen club had done Disney cruises as well, and so they were all sitting around comparing their Disney experience. Oh, that's funny. Royal Caribbean experience. Um, so I'd have to say for the for the younger kids, at least in my opinion, um, Disney, I think definitely has better uh, kids clubs, um, and I think I think the teenage club is probably comparable on both. Right? They use the club as a place to meet up, and then they're they're all then they go the do ship. other things. Yeah. 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 So uh, you you started to mention a little bit about the adult spaces. Maybe just kind of give a little more information on that and maybe how those compare to what would be offered on the Disney Wonder. So um, if I remember right from the Wonder, it has, you know, it has the adult club area with um, it's not the D lounge. It's, it's Azure, I think. Yes, you, Azure. It, I think it's yeah. is what it's called. Yeah. Um, and it has Cadillac, the Cadillac, yeah, the lounge, Cadillac lounge, has, um, wh- whatever the crown and fin is called yeah. on the wonder. I don't remember, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I don't have it in front of me. He got me stumped too. I don't know. <laughs> and then it has the, you know, then it has the adult pool area. Um, so the Royal Caribbean ship had a number of different nightclub type venues. It had a music hall that was a, a two story, um, music venue with a stage and a dance floor. And I mean, uh, it was a large stage and a rather large venue. It had pool tables. Um, 
It had another place that was more like a Latin salsa type um, club. It was probably the size of, of uh, the Cadillac Lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, it obviously had the solarium up front with uh, multiple levels of pools and recliners and hot tubs. Um, uh-huh. It had a space in the back called uh, 270 that was – it was more of a, a mixed-use facility. I think they had some shows in there. But um, it's basically the – uh, the end of deck four and five on this ship completely enclosed in glass. So you could always go in there and sit and look out at the scenery as well. That's cool. Um, it didn't, it definitely didn't lack for adult entertainment. There's obviously a casino on board. Um, right. Oh, right. Yep. Uh, we walked through that a couple times, but, but my wife and I don't, don't gamble. So oh, okay. we didn't spend any time in the casino. Yep. I'm trying to think if I missed any other of the other venues. Um, I think that was most of them. I guess if uh, you had, if you had to pick a a preference, what would uh, what would you say you you would prefer? I think if you're into music, I think that the Royal Caribbean ship uh, would probably come out on top. It had it had actual um, you know uh, bands, several different bands and singers on board, as opposed to where Disney usually I have one or two. Yeah, like a singer and a and a musician in the promenade lounge or out in front of. Um, I'm going to get it wrong. It's either Tritons or Lumieres on the Wonder, and sometimes they'll have someone up in the you know the the uh, adult pool area. Um, so I think from a music standpoint, um, the Royal Caribbean ship was a bit better. I think um, you know from a from an outright bar or casino standpoint, obviously the Royal Caribbean yeah. ship uh, was better. Yeah. Uh, I did see a lot more drinking on this Royal Caribbean ship than I've ever seen on a Disney ship. I bet, yeah. But I didn't see anyone that was uh, intoxicated. Oh, okay. I didn't didn't notice it, or it just no one got that. Yeah, yeah. And that could have been again because it's Alaska, and it's you know, uh, it's usually a different crowd that goes to Alaska than maybe the Caribbean. Yep, yep. Cool. So one of the one of the things that um, you know people always say is a, a a huge pro of sailing on a Disney ship is the way they do their um their dining and their you know their dining rotations how does dining work on a Royal Caribbean cruise so on this cruise we were assigned to one dining room with the same um server and assistant server uh we had that table the entire time um we were there uh, we didn't change to any of the other main dining rooms, but all the other main dining rooms were serving the same same thing. The menu changed slightly. I think there were four options, four four appetizers, four entrees, and four desserts that changed every day. And then there were standard ones that sit that oh, stayed. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are also four specialty restaurants on board that ship. There's Chops, which is a steakhouse. There's Jamie Oliver's Italian. Um, there's Izumi, which is a sushi restaurant and there's Wonderland, which, uh, is a food experience. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> um, and we ended up buying a, uh, a four, uh, a four night dining, uh, package so that we could try each of the restaurants. Oh, okay. So we were really only in the main dining room. Uh, we should have only been there for three nights. Uh, and then, but we had eaten a late lunch in Juno and got back on the ship and we went to the main dining room only to get dessert, um, which we did. And how, how, how is the food? 
I was expecting to be slightly disappointed by the food. Yeah. But the food was as good as as uh, as Disney, if not maybe some things were a little bit better. Oh, wow. uh, breakfast um, in the buffet was definitely not better. Yeah. Uh, the the Disney breakfast is definitely better. The um, the Windjammer uh, the morning that we went, which was a sea day, was chaotic at best. I mean, there's four thousand people on the ship, and all of them descended onto the buffet at about the same time. Yeah. That was the last time we went to the buffet for breakfast. Uh, after that, we there were uh, there are other places on the ship that you can go and get um, complimentary food, and so we would do that for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, the The buffet at night, though, I will say, I thought was better than the Disney uh, buffet. Uh, the desserts looked great. Um, I haven't got around to finishing my spring break posts, or I would uh, I would have my pictures from Alaska up already. Sure. <laughs> um, but the, the, uh, you know, there was nothing that that we had that we thought was worse than Disney. I think the Disney presentation may be a little bit nicer. Okay. Um, but you know, um, I definitely thought the royal food held its own. Um, I won't say I, I think Palo is a better specialty restaurant than the um, than the ones on the Royal Caribbean ship. Uh, we really liked uh, Chops as a steakhouse, and we liked Jamie's Italian. Um, Azumi's not so much, and Wonderland, while it was neat to experience it, I don't think the menu changes. So we yeah. probably we probably won't go back to that. But yeah. uh, I, I would definitely say Palo is a bit better than that. Okay. Again, you know that's probably personal preference. Yeah. One of the things that I hear a lot regarding. And not necessarily just uh, specific to Royal Caribbean, but just other cruise lines in general. Um, you know, the, people will say, "Yeah, the the prices of the the cruise are 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 you know are low," but then they sort of nickel and dime you everywhere once you're on board, and they just charge you for everything. Did you have that experience, or did you feel did you feel that way? So um, we bought a soda package. Mm-hmm. Um, the soda is not included uh, on Royal Caribbean as it is on Disney. Um, so everyone got a soda package, uh, which gave us, uh, cups that we could go to, uh, various, uh, Coke freestyle machines, you know, where you can pick the syrup. So they had those sprinkled throughout the ship. Um, and we could order sodas obviously at dinner. And I I believe we could have ordered them at, at the bars as well, but we, we never ordered them at the bars. I will say that it's not as convenient at least on Ovation of the Seas, to get to the soda machines as it is on the Disney cruise ship. Um, and it could be because I don't want to walk down 10 decks to the freestyle machine on deck four. Yeah. Um, I, I think they could have placed them on the on the top deck in more convenient places. Okay. Um, there were two in the buffet, and there were two down on deck four near, the quick, near one of the quick service places. Um, so it wasn't as convenient, but um, – and we'll, we'll talk about price later – um, I could have bought a, you know, a, a good number of soda packages before I thought <laughs> on the difference. Sure. Um, and you know, we bought we bought the four night specialty dining package. Uh, we didn't need to do that, but you know, again, we don't need to go to Palo or yeah, Remy. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Or the other yep. Disney Wonder ships do, but but again, you know, the price for that plus the soda package didn't didn't even come close to closing the gap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, we got off the ship. The you know, there were definitely no complaints from from my family in terms of the food or anything like that. Cool. 
What about um? What about shore excursions? How do how do they handle those on a royal cruise? And are did you find that the offerings were comparable to what you know what Disney Cruise Line would offer? Um, the shore excursions on Royal are a bit different. They I think they open up earlier than they do on the Disney uh, cruises. The Disney cruises obviously open the excursions um, after you paid for the cruise and once you meet whatever your castaway club level. Right. Is. Yep. Um, on Royal, it opens up at some random date that no one can tell me what it is. Uh, and in this case, Oz opened up um, pretty early. I think we were booking excursions uh, a while back. Yeah. At, at least 180 days, I think. Mm. Um, the difference between Disney and Royal is you pay for the Royal excursions up front. You pay for oh, okay. you know. If you, if you want to purchase the soda package at a, at a discount, you pay for it when you, you know, when you book it. Um, same thing for the excursions. You know, I paid for these excursions probably back in, you know, January or February, um, which um, on one hand is nice, right? You don't get off the ship and st- stare at a three, four thousand yeah. dollars. Um, but again, you got to pay for it up front. So <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, the, the types of excursions um, were uh, were definitely on par with what we saw with Disney. Okay. I mean, you know, it's the standard uh, whale watch and salmon bake. Um, you know, take the U, the the White Pass Railroad yep, off. Yep, yep. It was pretty much. It was pretty similar experiences. Sure. Um, Royal had some experiences on the ship as well that you could book either uh, either you know um, for an expense or complimentary. Uh, the iFly we, we reserved before we got on and that was, that was included in the, in the cruise fare. Um, the North star, uh, premium experience, we paid for that beforehand so that we could do it on Dawes Glacier. And then I think we got it for, uh, the sea day after, um, with no extra charge, but Mm. the sea was, the sea was so rough. No one wanted to go on. (laughs) So we didn't go on that one. Yeah. Uh, so I, I found the excursions and, and the way you book items to be very similar, yeah. um, except you pay up front with Royal. Sure. And, and priced similarly, you think? Um, yeah. I yeah. mean, I didn't notice that sure. they were particularly cheap or, you know, they were, they were in comparison with, I think, Disney prices. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They probably use the same tour operators on land. Oh, I'm sure they do. Yep. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Um, I will say that we did the – we did the White Pass Railroad, and um, uh, when we were in Skagway, and I found it to be a bit more uh, – it was not as easy to do uh, as it was with Disney. You know, with Disney, they had us meet in a certain area on the ship, uh, and then they let us all off in a single group. And, you know, uh, I think they put us on transportation up to the railroad. We got off the railroad. You know, we got off the bus and got on the railroad, and the railroad went off, or mm-hmm. the train went off. Um for Royal, they had us meet on the pier, and it wasn't obvious exactly where we were supposed to go. You know, they referred to Zone One on the pier. Well, you know, there's nothing marked Zone <laughs> on the pier, so you kind of walk around for a little bit to, yeah. to ask. And the guy said, "Oh yeah, that's here. You know, just get on the bus." <laughs> so, but I mean, I, I guess I can understand a little bit because there's lo- a lot more people on this ship. Sure. Uh, but I think it could have been handled a bit easier. Gotcha. Okay. 
What about staterooms? So that's another thing that, uh, you know, Disney touts as being, you know, a, a Disney difference. They they talk about how their staterooms are, uh, you know, sort of the largest in the industry and are built for families. How did how was your experience in the staterooms on this ship and, and how, how did they compare to what was on the Wonder? So we booked a standard, uh, I guess, family veranda stateroom. We were on deck 13. Um, which was one below the pool deck. Um, the room had a, uh, a king bed, I think that could be split into two twins, and then it had a sofa. And I thought that it had a Pullman bed that came out of the ceiling yeah. like on a Disney ship. Um, and uh, my teenagers were a bit um, surprised to learn that it was actually a sofa. It turned into a sofa bed. Oh. Um, and they weren't happy about it at first, but, you know, uh, after the first night, they declared that it was much more comfortable than sleeping on the, the Disney beds. Um, they said the mattress was a lot thicker. The blankets were better. Oh, wow. So they liked that. Um, the mattress to me was, um, well, I'll back up. So the stateroom was a little bit smaller yeah. uh, than the Disney one. It didn't have a split bathroom. Um it had a it had a single bathroom. It did have lots of storage in the bathroom, so it was easy to you know put everyone's stuff in it and to get in and out and uh, and use it. Um, you know, I've got two daughters, uh, so everyone we we definitely spent more time spacing out, getting ready than we would have if we were on the Disney ship. Uh-huh. Um, when the sofa beds pulled out, it's really tight to move around. Whereas, you know, the Disney ship, it's, uh, the Disney state room, a little more you know, space. Yeah. Even when the, even when it's set yeah, up, yeah. you, know, you could still move around and get yeah. to the room pretty easily. Um, the TV on, on the Royal, uh, Royal ship was definitely bigger. Um, uh, my wife said though, it did not have uh, Mickey mouse on it and she was <laughs> not happy about that. <laughs> but, um, the stateroom, I, I thought that the balcony was about the same size. Okay. Um, but the stateroom, while being a little bit smaller, I thought that uh, it, it made great use of the storage that it had. It had cabinets over the bed. Yep. It had, you know, we could definitely put all our stuff away without any problem. Okay. We brought four large bags on board um, and got everything put away. And um, so the stateroom was, was, was more than functional. I don't think we ever felt really cramped unless the bed was the sofa bed was was set up. Yeah. Okay. The uh, so the other thing that comes to mind when people talk about the, you know, the Disney difference is the service. You know, you have your stateroom hosts, your uh, your 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 main dining servers, and then just everybody on board always just seems to. Um, you know, being a good mood and, and willing to help you out. And um, I mean, I've had great experiences with services on Disney cruises and it's really all I know. So talk about how, your experience uh, with the service on the Royal uh, ship and how it compares to what Disney offers. I thought that the three people that we interacted with the most, our stateroom host and our server and assistant server, their service was easily comparable to what we've experienced on, okay. on Disney. Um, you know, they all bent over backwards to do, you know, whatever they could do. They were super nice, super friendly. Um, the stateroom host, you know, slipped in and slipped out of the room, had it all cleaned up and, um, you know, no issues with that. We had towel animals, if that's something that, uh, that you expect okay. to see. Um, the, uh, 
The only thing I noticed in terms of service, I, I will say that the crew genuinely seemed happy um, all the time that, that I saw them doing stuff, even when they were, you know, standing off to the side doing something. And, and I don't know whether that's because um, Disney has their crew members on a different schedule or, you know, they're under more pressure to, you know, enhance the, the service or, or what it was. Um, I never had any rude treatment from anyone on the ship, but, you know, it, it was a, it was a great experience. The only difference that I would say that we noticed was, um, if you set a glass or a dish down uh, on a Disney cruise ship, it disappears in about five seconds. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was, that was not the case on the, on the Royal ship. There, oh, okay. were, there were, there were some tables that were, you know, that had stuff stacked on them and it would be there for, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Mm. And I don't know whether they allocated the crew differently to, to go through the pool deck or, or, yeah. or what it was, but it wasn't anything that really de- detracted from. Um, gotcha. I, yeah, I've heard the I've heard the Disney uh, crew to passenger or uh, crew to guest ratio is a lot higher or is higher than other cruise lines, so that might have something to do with it. I don't know. You know, I don't have any data or facts to back that up, but who knows? That that could be part of it. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, all right, so now let's uh, let's get to the the good stuff here. So if if price was not a factor, what did you like better about the Royal Caribbean cruise? I definitely like the layout and amenity of the ship uh, better. Um, you know, it had lots of stuff to do. Yeah, um, lots of stuff to keep the teenagers engaged. Uh, lots of spaces that were just fantastic for Alaska. Um, so I guess so. You know, thinking ahead to the the new ships that are coming, do you think that these types of experiences would be something that would add to a Disney cruise? Um, you know, a Disney cruise ship, or or do you sort of like the way Disney does things? And and um, you know, I, I, to some extent, I feel like adding those types of things would, you know, would, I don't know, make it less Disney. For, I, obviously they'd find a way to do it, but I, you know what I mean? Do, do you think that these types of experiences, the, you know, the, the, the skydiving, the surfing, the rock climbing, you know, the bumper cars, whatever it may be, do you think that would add to a, a Disney cruise experience? I think they could certainly add some stuff to, you know, just like, uh, when they came out with the dream class, they added the aqua dog. Right. Uh, and then they retrofitted the magic with the aqua dunk. You know, I think that I think they're going to add new stuff to the ship. Oh, right? I, yeah, they, I have they, no they doubt have that they to will. keep yeah. up with it. Now, Agreed. whether they whether they go to, um, I can only call it the extreme that Royal has, or uh, there's that one Norwegian ship, the Bliss, that has the go kart track on the top deck. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that they'll go to that level. Yeah, uh, and and to a certain extent, I think maybe they're. It's not that it's a different demographic. It's a different, um, it's a different outlook. Uh, one of the things that we noticed between Royal and Disney was, um, uh, if you guys have managed to, you know, get your kids uh, with the sitters or in the nursery or whatever, uh-huh. and go, there's the um, match your mate game. Right. They do. Uh, they do late at night in the uh, in one of the lounges. Um, Royal had theirs in the middle of the day in the main theater. Oh. And it was 
it was as odd as you would expect it to be with lots of kids around. My 17-year-old went to it, and we went to it, but there was no more room by the time we got there. Yeah. I mean, the entire theater was full. But my 17-year-old went to it, and she came back, and she described what happened. And it didn't offend us, but I can definitely see where some people wouldn't want their 13-year-old or 11-year-old to go to something yeah, like that. Yeah, um, on the On the last C-Day... Uh, Royal had a what was it called World Sexiest Man competition at the <laughs> at the indoor family pool, and you know my wife and I were just sitting there. Did you compete? Were, were, uh, no, I, I decided to, to leave that to other people. And um, my wife and I were sitting there commenting like like Disney would never never right. do this. Right, right. And you know I think like so I think Royal is 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 try you know from from our perspective of taking one cruise yeah i think they want to get on board i think they want them to just have a great time you know whatever that means maybe to them yeah. and i think disney's like oh we want you to have a great time but we want to make sure that it's very family friendly family, friendly, and family yeah. friendly yeah, yeah that makes uh, sense so you know that was one difference that we noticed um between the two um so i think uh, back to your original question i think I think Disney could definitely add some more stuff to their ship. I don't know that the new ships need a lot of the things that Ovation of the Seas had, right? Because it, it, they were they were great for Alaska, but I can't imagine going to the solarium in the Caribbean. Sure, it, yeah. It's going to be like a greenhouse. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> right. <laughs> like a sauna. The, I mean, the indoor family pool, I think the, I think the windows, the roof slid back. So you could open it, but oh, again, wow. that's pretty cool. That, I, that I love the idea of an indoor pool uh, for Alaska. It, I think I think in this particular instance, that ship was perfect for that particular yeah. market, and yeah. you know, um, and I don't think that I don't think Disney's going to build a ship specifically for that market. Yeah, right? I agree. Even with a fleet of seven, seven, seven right. or eight boats, if they, if they build another one, yeah. they're not going to build it just for Alaska. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Um, so I guess what what did you like better about the Disney cruise? We definitely liked, um, you know, the family friendly atmosphere, all the Disney touches. We liked the Disney shows. We didn't go to any of the shows on Royal. I think my older daughter got around the ship a lot more than we did. She went to one of them and she said it was a bit. She said it was a bit strange. Um, but having said that, my friends that are on now said they love the shows. They went, oh, okay. they've gone to two of them. So maybe it's just different, you know, sure, different yeah, perspectives. Yeah. Um, and and we got off the ship, and we we you know we were trying to compare it. And what my wife said was that you know when she gets off the Disney ship, she's sad that she's leaving the ship. Mm. And when she got off this ship, she said she was sad that the vacation was over. Okay. And it's like. It's like the difference if you go to Orlando and you stay at the Wilderness Lodge versus staying at, um, like a like a really nice Hyatt. Yeah, sure. Right. The the main you know the main um, uh, what do they call it? The Royal Esplanade or uh, on the ship is like a shopping mall. Yeah. If I dropped you in there, you wouldn't know that you weren't in a shopping mall anywhere in the United States. Sure. And you know the Disney obviously the Disney atrium doesn't look anything like that. Right. Yeah. Right. So. It, it was definitely like, you know, we went to a really nice hotel and we, you know, we had a great time in Alaska. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't that warm, homey feel yeah. that you get from staying at the Wilderness Lodge or, yeah. you know, the Beach Club or the Yacht Club. Yeah, I think that's a like great that. way to put it. Yeah. 
So I guess let's, if you don't mind, let's talk about price. What did you pay for your Royal Cruise versus what you paid on your Disney Cruise? So um, the nice thing is, is that I had booked another Disney Cruise in 2016. So I have data for that one as well. So for this Royal Cruise, uh, the cruise fare was $5,100. Okay. Um, And that was for a veranda room. Yes. For a a family of four. Yep. Uh, with, with two the soda, yeah, yeah. So with the soda package and the dining package, we were probably at about fifty nine hundred dollars. Okay. So six years ago, we took an ocean view room on deck two on the Wonder and paid sixty eight hundred dollars. <laughs> so we were a thousand dollars less, yeah, than what we did six years ago. And then in twenty sixteen, we had talked about going back to Alaska because we loved it so much. Yeah. But but we didn't want to go back without a veranda because we felt like we missed something without the veranda. Sure. So we booked in, um, you know, one of the standard veranda rooms on the Wonder, um, and the price was ten thousand fifty six dollars. <laughs> wow. And so double. That was three years ago. Yeah. Now I didn't get any prices for twenty nineteen. Yeah. Uh, but I remember looking at them. Mm, and I did too. My. My guess was it they're between eleven and twelve thousand, yep. depending upon how far you booked it and do you have onboard booking. So, my guess is that it cost me about half of what it would have cost. Wow, wow, that's amazing. And um, to top it off, uh, so I paid half for the Alaska cruise, uh, and then I turned around and I booked the Wonder in January, and I'm still less. <laughs> then what would have happened if I had booked the Wonder for Alaska? Wow, <laughs> that's incredible. I, I, I almost feel like you. I don't know. I I don't know how Disney doesn't price out. You know, the majority of people who are looking to do these cruises. I mean, I don't know how they are able to fill the ships with, um, with charging those kinds of prices because it's just it's just getting crazy. I think, you know, we tend to go on. Um, at least one, if not two cruises a year. So, um, but you know, if you've, if you've looked at my website, I'm, I'm cost conscious. Right. (laughs) Um, uh, my family would say that I'm cheap, um, but you know, I, I want to get a good experience for a good price. And, you know, as I said, when we were talking about going on the wonder in 2016, we looked at the price, it was $10,000. We went to Hawaii for two weeks and it was cheaper. Wow. And, and, you know, that's the comparison that we yeah, made. Yeah. And we went, to, we went to Alani for five days on that trip, yep. and, and it still ended up being cheaper. Wow. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, I, I think the prices are expensive. I think that there are definitely people that are, are not as, as cost-conscious as, as maybe we are. Yeah. Um, and, and that's who's filling the ships. Sure, or they're yeah. Or they're taking, you know, they're taking a, a one big lifetime cruise or, yep, or something yep, of that yep. nature. But, um. You know, I certainly don't begrudge Disney for charging what they can get. But oh, I mean, they, I mean, they, as, a, as exactly. a company, as right. a company, you know, they they should be doing that, and um, if they can get it, you know, more power to them. For but, sure. I mean, if people are going to pay it, then why not, you know, charge whatever they they want, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the the million dollar question, you know, having experienced what you um, what you experienced on the Royal Caribbean cruise, and then also your you know your experiences on the Disney cruise. All else equal, if prices were the same, which way would you prefer to cruise Alaska? I, I'd like to cheat and say I'd like the um, 
I like the the um, the amenities of the world in <laughs> ship and and this and you know the service. No, nope, you can't do that. Business. You got to pick if, one. <laughs> if, you know, if, I, I think and and I asked everyone and and everyone in the family hands down said they would they would much rather do Disney. Okay. And and I think you know if if price weren't uh, a problem we would have we would have been on the wonder. Yeah, sure. Uh, but you know as we talked about it's it's double the price so do do i do do we go to alaska and um you know go on the wonder later yeah for the same price or would you just go on the wonder and i think i think everybody's opinion was well you know we'll do the wonder another time let's do this other ship to alaska yeah yeah isn't isn't that interesting though that you know a ship can have all these really cool things to do and these amazing amenities and all these different options and you know, you still find yourself wishing that you were on the Disney ship, it, despite the fact that, you know, it's it's an outdated ship. There's, you know, there's not a ton of modern updates to it. I mean, they do they do their best. They do what they can. But, you know, they and that's that's part of the reason that, you know, Disney's able to charge what they do, because people just want to be on the Disney ships and want to be associated with Disney. And there's just something about it. I mean, they it's it's really amazing it's 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 incredible th- what they're able to do i think it's you know it's a certain level of service that you that you expect right you you know things are going to be done a certain way you you expect that they're going to take care of any problems that you have and they're going to deliver a quality product yeah um right and and i think a lot of people uh once they get into that disney bubble they don't want to get outside right. of it at all um you know whether we're talking about staying on site at, at Walt Disney World or you know staying off property yeah. or doing a Disney ship with the exact same itinerary as another ship, you know for for half the cost. Yeah, so, right. And, and and I mean, I can I can relate. I you know I, I don't. I don't want to do another, you know, another cruise. I, I, I love the, the Disney cruise line experience. I love the, the, you know, the product that they deliver and, but you just, you look at these other cruises and you're like, how can I justify doing this Disney cruise when this other one that has basically the same, you know, same experience, you know, you're going to Alaska, getting the Alaska experience and has all these additional amenities for half the cost. It's, it's just really, you know, amazing what Disney, um, has done. It's the characters, it's the, it's the magic, it's the experience, you know, it's, it's all that stuff. So it's really interesting, I think. Yeah. And I think you, you have to decide for your family, is it, you know, is it worth the additional cost? And, you know, I think for a lot of people it is. And, um, uh, for us, after having done one of the larger Royal Caribbean ships, um, we're still going to go on Disney, but we probably won't go at peak price. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. So for spring break um, coming up next year, we're going on Symphony of the Seas. We're we're taking one of my daughter's friends. We're going to have two staterooms, and it's less than what one inside stateroom on the Fantasy would cost us. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So when we've got we've got that cruise and one more scheduled on Royal and we've got one scheduled on Disney. So okay. we're just going to, I think we're going to kind of pick and choose our way sure, through yeah. the, the, the two cruise lines. Awesome. Cool. Well, I, you know, I had a, a few more questions here, but I, you know, I think we pretty much answered, uh, you know, what, what I was going to ask. Um, so I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and having this discussion. I, you know, a lot of interesting stuff. 
Um, it's, you know, I, I, I personally have been very curious about the, you know, the Alaska experience on these, di uh, these different cruise lines. So, um, thanks for, for coming on and chatting a little bit about your own experience. Yeah, it was great to talk to you. Yeah, likewise. And definitely go check out, uh, Joe's website, backtothemouse.com. A lot of great money saving tips on there. Um, and, uh, you can follow him on Twitter as well. He's pretty active on there. So, um, thanks again, Joe, and hope to talk to you again soon. All right, thanks. All right, take care. Have a good night.